With Halloween just around the corner, my family has plenty of tricks and treats planned. But thanks to Pampers, one thing I have never been afraid of is a leaky diaper. Fear no leaks with new and improved Pampers Swaddlers, now featuring a blowout barrier at the back waist that helps prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. We've always looked forward to getting the girls dressed up for Halloween when they were babies. And with Pampers, we knew that in addition to being absolutely adorable in their costumes, they would be dry, clean, and comfortable. With Swaddlers, you can rest assured that you have superior leak protection while keeping baby skin healthy. Pampers Breathe Free Liner wicks away wetness, allowing baby skin to breathe, while the lockaway channels help keep baby skin dry and healthy. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic, and free of parabens and latex. Pamper Swaddlers are available in sizes newborn to size 8 and now feature designs with the newest animal characters, Shiloh the Elephant and Freddy the Duck. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. A little update on our March 27th live recording of Latina to Latina. You did it. You sold out our early bird tickets. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There is still time to grab your regular tickets while they last. Again, the details. We are partnering with our friends at Poderistas to bring you a conversation with New York Times bestselling author Sochil Gonzalez. It is happening at the William Vale in Brooklyn on March 27th. You can find the link to purchase tickets on our Instagram page at Latina to Latina or online at Alicia Menendez XO. I cannot wait to see you. A reading with a psychic needs to be very specific. Dates, numbers, months, how that spirit that's stepping forward pass. The moment that you hear somebody generalizing, that's not a psychic medium. Zulema Arroyo Farley's memoir, So Much More, is about finding love and building a life in the face of overwhelming challenges. Today, the former advertising and marketing executive is battling sarcoma, a rare cancer, while telling the world a secret she's harbored her entire life. She is a psychic medium, able to communicate with the spirit world. Zulema, so good to see you. Hello, Alicia. How are you? I am so happy to have you here. So many questions. So let's start with the one on everyone's mind. What is a medium? A medium is someone that has the ability to connect with our loved ones that have departed. What that means, and I don't really like to talk about it in these terms, is that I speak to the dead. Why don't you like to talk about it that way? There's a lack of information and misinformation and education on mediumship. And a lot of people think it's something negative, especially in the Hispanic culture where I come from. They think it's like witchcraft or black magic, brujeria. So to say the dead, it has like, to me, it feels like we're disrespecting our loved ones Mm -hmm. because they're still our loved ones, no matter the fact that they passed. You sort of grew up all over. One of my favorite parts of the book is your time in Jersey City since I grew up in Union City. So I was very happy to see that Uh North Jersey shout out. That's right. Back and forth um, to Puerto Rico, some time in California. Growing up, did you know anyone who had these gifts? Personally, no, I didn't. But I always suspected that there had to be something of this sort going on with my paternal grandmother. And I had that confirmation and validation last year after I decided to come up publicly on national television that I was a psychic medium. And someone from my dad's side of the family contacted me and they said that my grandmother had the gift 
When was the first time you communicated with the spirit world? The first real recollection that I have of connecting with spirit was what we call in the mediumship world, my first in living color apparition, which is my maternal grandfather presenting himself to me to let me know that he was going to pass. And I thought that had happened for real. And it didn't. It wasn't until many, many, many years later that I asked my mom, can you tell me more about that day that, you know, grandpa died and he was brought on the stretcher to her home. The ambulance stopped in the house and she's like, what are you talking about? That never happened. (laughs) Yeah. But I remember since I was five, by the way, we had a huge backyard in the house that I lived in Puerto Rico that I grew up and I had a swing and I had a roundabout and I always remember like... When I say scene, it's silhouettes and shadows. It's not like mm-hmm. full color, like I'm seeing you or like I saw my grandfather or I've seen other people later on in my life. It was more like I knew I had the impression. It's like impression and the knowing that there's somebody there or a shadow or a silhouette. Did you embrace it as a gift or did you resist it? I suppressed it my whole life. And I suppressed it out of fear of rejection. I don't know if making this comparison actually is it's it's the right thing to do, but I can't find any other analogy. But it's it's kind of how I felt when I read the Ricky Martin book when he finally came out publicly that he was gay. Like he had to suppress and hide, you know, his whole life probably who he was and how he really felt because of fear, right? Just the same. And the same thing was for me, you know, first and foremost, I'm like, if I would have told anybody growing up when I was a teenager or when I was in my 20s or anybody in my business world that I had this gift, that I was a psychic medium, they would have thought that I was crazy and a lunatic, right? Like, who knows what my family would have done at the time because nobody knew how to handle it. So then years later, you're at a reading with Teresa Caputo, who most of us know (laughs) as the Long Island medium. And that's where it really clicks for you that you have these abilities and that it is something worth embracing. What happens? You know, it was the first time I was in front of a real medium, right? It was the first time ever. And I was like, OMG, (laughs) I can't believe that I'm hearing and I'm seeing exactly what she's saying. I could finish off the sentence of what she was about to say. Clearly, she had no idea there was another psychic medium in the room, and that was me. I was dying to tell my husband what had happened. My family was with me at the time. I never mentioned a word to them. I kept it secret, but my husband was ecstatic and super happy for me. It's not just a turning point for you, right? Your father died when you were very young. Mm -hmm. There were questions around the circumstances of his death. Mm -hmm. Your mother says to you as you're walking into the reading, this is the one that you ask her. What's Uh the one thing you want to know? Uh And the first thing Teresa answers (laughs) is exactly that. Did that move them from a place of skepticism to a place anywhere closer to understanding of these gifts? No. No. Um, I could understand why it could be challenging for my family to accept it. First and foremost, they've known me for 47 years, you know, 46 years, sorry, as Sulema, and then all of a sudden doing this. I had some people that even call my friends in Puerto Rico to say, please tell her not to come out with this publicly. 
But at that point, there was nothing they could do because I'm a grown-up woman. You know, I make the choices and the decisions. I think it, it's happened also somewhat to Teresa. It's happened to other mediums, although we all come from very religious Catholic formation. It's very normal because you don't understand it. It's not until you see the impact that it has on people's lives and how, for example, I could be on a TV show like yesterday I did live on Nuevo Dia and they surprised a fan of mine with a reading who was sitting in the audience. I had no idea who the person was. I didn't know their name. They just said somebody in the audience you're going to give a reading to who's a fan of yours, and the cameras are rolling. You know, the clock is ticking. It's live television. The pressure's on, and Spirit just started telling me everything. Okay, but is there any chance, have you ever had it happen, that you're like, Spirit? Spirit, are you there? Spirit, we're on live television. <laughs> like, let's get it moving. No, no, no. What has happened on live TV is that, unfortunately, some of those audience members, first of all, didn't know what a psychic medium was. That was the first time that they heard there was a psychic mm -hmm. medium. So they don't know that they need to validate the information from spirit. And when I give a letter, for example, or a name, is the name of the person that has actually passed. Or they mention the name of somebody who's alive related to the person that I'm reading. So the problem is they don't understand it. They don't know. I was live on Shatter News two weeks ago, and I was surprised in the air by, well, who's here? Who do you get? And immediately... I saw the father figure of one of the anchors, right, Vanessa, step forward. And I said, I hear the letter R and I hear Robert. And she's like, no, there's no Robert. So left it at that. The show finishes. I get home. And by the time I get home and I check my email, I have an email from Vanessa saying, I just can't believe this. It must be that I'm pregnant, but I couldn't validate the letter R and how stupid of me. My mom's side of the family, my grandfather and everybody, the last name is Roberts. And that's very normal. You tend to forget you're nervous, you're anxious. And there's um, some skepticism. Of too. course. I, that was you took the you took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm like, and they're skeptical, which is completely understandable. This is why I tell people you really need to come prepare to a reading. And how you prepare for a reading is you start talking to those that you want to come through to tell them, please come through and tell them, mention this in the reading. And I know that it's you. When my babies were going through their exploration stage, I had so much to worry about. Falling over, bumping heads. What did she just put in her mouth? The list was endless. But when they were in pamper swaddlers, I knew I never had to worry about a leaky diaper. Swaddlers are great for both baby and mommy. They keep your baby's skin healthy and dry with Pampers Breathe-Free Liner, which wicks away wetness, allowing your baby's skin to breathe. Swaddlers have always given me peace of mind knowing that diaper rash and leaky diapers were not in our future. There's also the blow-up barrier at the back waist to help prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blow-ups. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance, hypoallergenic and free of parabens and latex. 
your baby deserves that. And they're available in a wide range of sizes from newborn to size eight, and now feature designs with the newest animal characters, Shiloh the Elephant and Freddy the Duck. Having a diaper you can depend on is important, and it's why I have always loved Pampers, the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today to start earning rewards with every diapers and wipes purchase. Not to mention, get great parenting content with Pampers Club. Hey, Red, what are you up to? Just making sure all the M&M's gifts are wrapped and the balls filled. Remember that one holiday party when we had no M&M's? Oh, boy, I still have nightmares. The cookies? Yeah, you used all the M&M's candies that were meant to decorate the party treats to decorate snowmen. You did it again, didn't you? <laughs> they do look cute, though. Bringing cheer, M&M's for all fun kind. Hi, Latina to Latina listeners. It's Brenda from Tamarindo Podcast. And if you love Latina to Latina, then we know that you're going to love Tamarindo Podcast. And if you're in the LA area and can't make it to the Latina to Latina live event, we'd like to invite you to our event on March 28th at 6.30 p.m. We're hosting Amigas Blossoming, a night of celebrating and cultivating blossoming friendships. This will be in Highland Park and all the details to RSVP for free are at tamarindopodcast.com forward slash events. When you lose someone as young as you lost your mm -hmm. father, I mean, you weren't even two years old. No, a year and three months old. That absence is ever-present. Do you think that factors in to your ability to connect with the spirit world? 100%. I know that um, my dad is behind this and has always been 100%. There are readings sometimes that there are spirits that are not very talkative. This could be people that are very introvert or don't want to talk or the situation surrounding their death, right? It's obscure and it's really sad and they don't want to go there. I've had people that are on the other side and the person they sexually abuse, it could be like the uncle or the father abused the daughter or the niece. And those tend to be a little quiet. So sometimes when I find that there are spirits that are more quiet, that are not forthcoming in talking, that's when I ask my dad to step in and to help me translate or communicate and be like the interpreter to get the information and get that spirit to talk. So he's on the other side, but he's still working on my behalf. <laughs> what is the request you get most frequently? For Hispanics, especially, I have a lot of Venezuelan clients. What's going to happen with Venezuela and Maduro because of the situation and the hardship? Overall. And is that a question you can answer? I can't, but I don't want to be known as the medium that does predictions. So I refrain from doing predictions. I don't like to. I've been asked to, can I predict who's the Miss Universe that is going to win? Sure, I can do that if I want to. But I don't want to be known for that. I, I want to do something different with my gift. The other question is, is it really my loved one? And what are the signs and the symbols that my loved one uses to let me know that is them? And that normally is answered via reading. And everybody wants to come and talk about love and their love life. Have you ever just straight up gotten a reading wrong? No, not wrong. Once only a woman here in Miami in person who was not in the right frame of mind 
to have a reading. Her husband had just left her after 35 years of marriage, literally like three weeks before. She came expecting that I was going to solve her life and the reading was going to bring her husband back. And you can't come to a reading like that. You need to come to a reading open to the messages that you want to hear. There are lots of variations on how people harness their abilities and apply them in the world. So, for example, there are psychic mediums who work with police officers. Is that something you think is legit, is interesting? Is it something you would ever want to do? It is completely legit. The show, The Medium, Alison Dubois, she's a medium. Thank you for knowing my reference point there. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, And she does that. And she also tells you your expiration date, which I could because they show us. But again, I don't want to be the bearer of those kind of news. I want to be known and I want people to come to me for other reasons, not for that. How about someone like Teresa Caputo who has parlayed this into celebrity? Does that in any way, what's the word I'm looking for? Does it? Diminish. Thank you. Thank you, medium. Yes, that's the word that I was looking for. I mean, does it diminish the skills, the talent, the actual connection? No, not at all. In terms of the whole celebrity thing, you know, I I personally have an issue when they call me celebrity medium because I just don't read celebrities. I've read maybe 25, 30 celebrities. I've done over 1,200 readings to date. Mm -hmm. And it's normal, regular people that come to me. Of course, there are celebs, you know, they're normal people like we are that also want answers and they want guidance in their lives. But in that regard, I don't want to be what only is reading celebrities. I don't want that. How do we as lay people know who is legit and who is not? Very easy. A reading with a psychic needs to be very specific specific information. So they have to give you dates, numbers, months. They also have to be able to say how that spirit that's stepping forward passed, what happened to that spirit, or name other people related to you or to them. So you can't generalize. The moment that you hear somebody generalizing, that's not a psychic medium. It has to be very specific. For most professionals, we have to maintain our skills. So I, for example, I'm always listening to other interviews to see how other interviewers shape their questions so that I can take those skills and apply them to Mm -hmm. my own. But your skill is a gift. (laughs) So how do you maintain a gift like yours? And how do you sharpen the skill underneath it? Number one, meditation is key Mm. every single day. And there's meditations for different purposes. So meditation for protection of our energy. Every time I do a reading, I have to protect myself and after the fact to sort of clear. I also have to meditate after the reading, especially if it's been a reading that causes me a headache. Example, I had a woman who's a victim of sex trafficking by her own husband. And that left me, yeah, exactly. That reaction is how I felt. And I seriously, I got a headache and I'm like, I have more clients to see. You know, I have to let this go. It's like a psychologist, right? You go, the psychologist cannot take your problems to the home Mm -hmm. with them. So that's one. Meditation is key. And two, we continuously 
learn from our spiritual teachers. So I have a spiritual teacher who's Teresa Caputo's Marianne the Medium also. She helps us hone in, and it's specifically in terms of the readings, the signs, and the symbols. So imagine we develop a new alphabet or a new mm. language with spirit. So if spirit shows me an apple, for example, it's my clue, it's my symbol that the person that they're talking to or who I have in front of me is either a teacher or something related to the Big Apple to New York City. But there's always also new signs that come through that during the reading, I'm like, sorry, spirit, I'm not understanding. Be more clear. Give it to me. And I'll give you an example. I was reading someone and I saw a heart on the floor broken into a million little pieces. And I didn't understand the sign. I kept telling the person something happened to your heart, but it's not a heart attack. It's not like a cardiac arrest. Like, it's not like you die from it, but something happened to your heart and I can't see it. And a few minutes later, his grandmother tells me that, and this is the reason why he came to a reading, his youngest son is not from him because his wife was unfaithful to him while he was on a trip and she got pregnant from this man who happens to be a friend of them. And this is why. So the symbol was his heart was broken into a million little pieces. So I learned from that day that if they ever show me that sign again, that person has gone through a similar experience. You were diagnosed with sarcoma, which followed a long line of health challenges. Sarcoma, a form of cancer, very rare form. Did you have any premonition that you were sick? Yes, I did. I knew I had cancer probably a year and a half before it was diagnosed. I didn't feel well. I knew there was something going on in my body. I was very tired. Something didn't make sense because I was really skinny. I was like 110 pounds. And I don't know why I had the sense and the feeling that I had cancer. Part of your mission in this life is also to draw attention to sarcoma, the cancer that you have, an orphan cancer, because mm -hmm. so few people have it. What is sarcoma? How does one know if they have it? Sarcoma is considered rare and orphan. It's a type of cancer because it doesn't have drugs, so specifically targeted chemotherapies to be treated in the United States. And the reason for that is that there's no financial incentives from the pharmaceutical companies or the government to develop the drugs because the amount of people that suffer from the disease is considered low. It's less, less than 200,000 new patients a year. So what happens in the United States is a lot of people die from it because we're treated with drugs that were developed for other cancers. And these drugs were produced and developed back in the 1980s. So you're not even talking about state-of-the-art, the latest trial, the latest things. And, you know, that's a whole nother topic. But just so that you know, sarcoma can grow anywhere in your body. It can grow between organs in your abdomen, in your, around your lungs, around your stomach, that you don't know that it's there until it's massive. Mm -hmm. When I say massive, it could be sometimes 10 pounds, 15 pounds, like larger than a soccer ball, and it compromises a lot of your organs. In my case specifically, and this is 80% of the cases, we are all misdiagnosed or victims of malpractice. Because the regular doctors, they're not oncologists, they're your primary care physician, then your orthopedic surgeon that don't treat cancer, they think it's benign. And they open up the people, like they open us up and they don't tell us 
they try to figure it out and they just can't. So the education has to happen amongst us individuals, right? Mm -hmm. Like me sharing my story amongst, you know, like senators, Congress, government level, pharmaceutical companies, and even doctors. So because I knew at least I had the connection to the Spanish-speaking media, I knew that at least I could try to save lives of my own, right? Because I'm Hispanic. And little did I know that Adele was going to call me on concert and I would become a voice. Well, wait, let's back it up. Because you, <laughs> when you bring a poster to this Adele concert, yes. you're jumping up and down like a schoolgirl. <laughs> yes. And Adele turns to you and invites you up on stage. I know. That was amazing. My intention, honestly, Alicia, was uh, just to get a selfie. That's what I wanted. Never in a million years, never, I thought I'd be getting up talking about sarcoma. My name is Sulema. What cancer did you have? It's a very rare cancer. Sarcoma survivors are going to be so touched to raise awareness. The UK is actually at the forefront of this. So the moment that she put the microphone on me and asked me, so what cancer did you have? For a nanosecond, I froze. But immediately <laughs> I was like, you know what? This is the sign that I've mm. been asking spirit if I should continue to pursue this. Because as you know, it's not easy to establish a foundation. It's not easy to talk about and get the attention of the media about something that doesn't affect a lot of people. So I knew it would be a long uphill battle to get attention around me and sarcoma. The ultimate goal of this book, by the way, is not about mediumship is really, I want to convey the message of sarcoma and and I want to continue to be that patient advocate that I've done for other people. You write in so much more, I eliminated the surplus that doesn't add to my life. What does that look like in your life? You really prove who people are when you are your lowest, right? Everybody handles being diagnosed with cancer differently. And I respect that. And it's sad that there were people that were not able to respect whatever I wanted. So, you know, some people took offense at the fact I didn't want to talk to them or I didn't want to answer their everyday message. How are you? And I was like, well, what the fuck you think I'm, how am I doing? Why are you asking me every day? How are you? You know, the answer, like, why don't you really, if you care about me as much as you say that you do figure out something that could bring me joy, or add something to my life at that moment instead of criticizing how I'm handling my disease and how I want to do it. So if you know had someone in your own life who was ill, how would you show up for them? Well, I'll tell you, Therese, my friend, died at the same time I was being diagnosed. And I would never ask her, how are you today? Ever. I would say, I am sure that yesterday was tough because she would say, today... We have a family gathering with the hospice people. And I said, I'm sure it was tough. I'm sure you wanted to scream. I'm sure you cried. And, you know, you have all these feelings and emotions. And I just want to validate that what you're feeling is completely right. I am here for you. And when you say those words, you really have to mean it. And mm. I was like, 
you know, what is it that you need me to do? Do you need me to help you find a videographer? I'll go research who's the videographer that can shoot the video for that legacy video that you want to shoot for your daughters. Mm -hmm. And you're taking something, a task that is so simple of their play because they're drained. That woman has no energy. Like finding a videographer for her is overwhelming. (laughs) You and your husband, Nick, have a life list. What is the most fun thing you have crossed off? Your favorite thing you've crossed off? Oh my God, skydiving together. They they pushed you out of that plane, Zulema. Uh Uh-huh. They literally pushed me out of that plane. Those are the moments that you have so much fear, right? Because you're like, what if this thing doesn't open? I'm dead. And for many people, it would be like, oh, she died being reckless if you die from, you know, skydiving. And that was amazing. One, it taught me how the thing that we fear the most, you shouldn't fear because it's not a big deal. If anything, you don't know what you're missing out by not doing it because of fear. Lema, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. This is amazing. Thanks, as always, for joining us. Latina to Latina is executive produced and owned by Juleka Lentiqua-Williams and me. Maria Muriel is our producer. Carolina Rodriguez is our sound engineer. Emma Forbes is our assistant producer. We love hearing from you, so email us at hola at latinatolatina.com. And remember to subscribe or follow us on Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. And please leave a review. It's one of the quickest ways to help us grow as a community. A little update on our March 27th live recording of Latina to Latina. You did it. You sold out our early bird tickets. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. There is still time to grab your regular tickets while they last. Again, the details. We are partnering with our friends at Poderistas to bring you a conversation with New York Times bestselling author Sochil Gonzalez. It is happening at the William Vale in Brooklyn on March 27th. You can find the link to purchase tickets on our Instagram page at Latina to Latina or online at Alicia Menendez XO. I cannot wait to see you.